0: Guess what, guys? Life is getting more expensive. It is not your imagination. Inflation is a fact, and we talk a lot about it in my family, especially because we eat a lot of eggs. I don't know about you guys, but it used to be a really affordable thing. Now, not so much. All the price hikes, so much stress. And then at work, everyone's trying to focus, but so many of us are on edge because who knows if today is the day we get called into a meeting and are told, This is our last day because we heard about it happening to other people, right? Not just the news reports. It's our friends, family, people we do business with, and of course, our colleagues. That means for a lot of us, we are not as productive as we need to be, nor are the people that report to us or that we report to. It hits everybody because who can really focus with all the mental stress and financial anxiety that comes with it? Studies show companies lose thousands of dollars per employee, in lost productivity because of all of this financial anxiety. I want to help companies invest in peace of mind for their teams. Without their best employees, at their best, everyone loses. So if you are feeling stressed at work, I want you to get in touch. I have a new venture called Financial Wellness Strategies. We have programs and resources for companies who value their employees' mental health and financial wellness. Go to financialwellnessstrategies.com for more information about how we can help you and your company set teams up for success. Let's move beyond the stress and all the talk and take action. Go to financialwellnessstrategies.com and we can invest in peace of mind together.
1: I had never made more than $9 an hour in my entire life. They sent me what might as well have been a blank check for $10,000. And it was like, hey, 22-year-old has not demonstrated any level of responsibility in your entire life up to and including the day that you got this check. Spend this responsibly.
0: You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grown-Ups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of Launching Financial Grown-Ups. Because you know what? grown up life is really hard, but together we got this. It is springtime and I don't know about you guys, but as the seasons turn, sometimes I get that urge to splurge. It seems like Everywhere I go, there's something tempting me to spend a little bit, maybe try on that new outfit, maybe get a nice pick-me-up gift for a friend, because it's for a friend, so you can spend, right? It's not like you're you're spending on yourself. If it's for someone else, it's allowed, right? And of course, the great restaurants we want to try, and of course, again, seeing friends and family. So let's talk a little bit about spending and then dealing with the aftermath this week. I learned so much from this week's guest who you heard in the opening, Marcus Garrett. I'm excited to share his interview again. Marcus is an award-winning freelance money writer. He's a podcast host of The Marcus Garrett Show and the author of Debt Free or Die Trying. You've seen him all over the media, including CBS News and USA Today. Here is Marcus Garrett. Hey, Marcus Garrett, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I brought you on to talk about your strategy for debt payoff. This is something near and dear to my heart because it's something that we have a lot of money shame about. I know I've had moments in my life when I have had debt and certainly not talked about it. I'm fortunate to have come out of them at this point and be in a a much healthier position, but it's something that we all have, or at least a lot of us have experienced and can relate to. And a lot of us don't talk about, certainly at the time. Tell us briefly about your experience, because that's a lot of what's brought you to where you are these days.
1: I got $26,000 in debt in 72 hours. It all started with a (laughs) yo-yo. I was 18 years old, walking through the campus like many millennial flashbacks. I should have hit hashtag trigger warning. And I went to the table where they had the credit cards and they had the swag to choose for. I chose a yo-yo. I signed up for a $9,000 credit card at the time. I didn't know it was $9,000. It was a Discover card, if I remember correctly. Then I got three more credit cards, graduated school with $9,000 in debt, and then I got a consolidation loan, which was supposed to you know, consolidate in all one low monthly payment, as we all know. I took that consolidation loan, bought a car, bought some rims, I bought a $3,000 TV. I'm very specific about that because people can't wrap their head around the TV used to be $3,000, but that's just a reflection of how old I am.
0: You can still get a TV
1: <laughs> for $3,000 or more, trust me but not a 42 inch TV. No, <laughs> I, no. got a, I got a 70 inch TV this year for like $300. <laughs> so I ran out and bought a bunch of stuff that I don't need. It didn't appreciate the value. And then I wrote a book about it, uh, $30,000 in debt. It took me seven years to pay off that yo-yo.
0: I just want to clarify. So you rang up $9,000 in debt and then When you got the consolidation loan, you were supposed to use that money to pay off the debt, but you did not. You then used that to for more debt, just so that we followed correctly. You got more debt. Okay, so
1: (laughs) I used debt to buy more debt.
0: So what was going on there? I mean, without getting too detailed, um, just because I have this book launching, financial grown ups coming out. You know what happened in sort of your childhood or early adulthood that you had no idea this was happening.
1: I'd say kind of reminds me of the mind of C. is just the mind of a 22-year-old. Now that I'm on the wrong side of 30, I can barely wrap my head around that I, I did that. It almost seems like a dream that I, I watched on Netflix or something like that. It didn't actually happen to me, but I was really just ignorant of how money worked. It was really that simple. Uh, I, I really thought it was free money. I, I got a credit card. I, I thought I was getting over on the banks. I'm like, can you believe how low this minimum payment is? These guys, they don't know what they're doing. They're just giving me money. And then when I got the consolidation loan, I truly believed that they would pay off the credit card for me and that I would just make this new monthly payment. And they sent a 22-year-old, I had never made more than $9 an hour in my entire life. They sent me what might as well have been a blank check for $10,000 and it was like, hey, 22-year-old has not demonstrated any level of responsibility in your entire life up to and including the day that you got this check. Spend this responsibly. Mm. And I didn't, I mean, I, I don't know how 22 year olds are today. Uh, Now, when I talk to kids, I feel they are more advanced, that they have more information available to them, but they're, they're still young minded. I was just young minded and I didn't have information available to me. But what I did have was a blank $10,000 check. Yeah.
0: So, and and were there any stakeholders, financial stakeholders in your life that were influencing you? Who was influencing you? I mean, were you getting information from parents or other adults in your life from the school, or were your influencers just your peer group who maybe were getting the same thing?
1: I don't want to discount the role that my parents played because my parents are actually very good with money, but they've like stumbled into it. They're just very cheap, and they've like done really well for themselves. They're just like your traditional savers. Um, And they just save consistently. They're they're now both retired. My parents practiced fire and didn't even know what fire was. So they both retired early. (laughs) Uh, And they're currently retired now, uh, 20 years in. They were both retired in their 50s. But... At the same time, which is weird, they were doing that as my parents, but not as my peers or my friends, which answers the other part of your question. Like We didn't really talk about money in the household. They helped me set up a savings account, which I'm very grateful and appreciative of. They showed me how to save and ultimately buy, uh, help buy my first car. But we didn't really talk about the why. It wasn't as in-depth as it is today with the personal finance community and all the podcasts. So to pivot to the other side of your question, yes, it was thus- other ignorant 22 year olds just like myself and what was fascinating is they were always buying stuff and i could never figure out how i had three jobs and they had no jobs yet they were always buying stuff i learned later they were using their loans their student loans and cash back i didn't have any student loans so i was like i have to keep up with the joneses or in this case my my college my juniors i had to keep up with the juniors and so i was buying it all on credit cards and i i learned too late in life that they were buying all that with debt a different type of debt
0: Yeah, I think peer pressure is a big thing when it comes to money, especially for young people. And were your parents aware that this credit card debt was building up? Were there conversations about it? Did you get any education from your school?
1: None from the school. I can say that for a fact. I don't think they knew how big the scope of it was. And I remember one time, I distinctly remember this conversation. I was by then in Colorado. At the time I moved to Colorado because I had so much debt. Or or part of the reason I moved to Colorado was because I had so much debt. Why? Why Colorado? I got a job opportunity Uh, that increased my pay like 40%. And so by this point in my life, I had to move for money. I had to chase money to pay off all this debt I had accumulated. I was 27 years old. So five years after that, that car and $26,000 experience. So now I'm chasing after more money because like most people, I think trading time for money is how you solve all your money problems.
0: And you're paying for your past.
1: Right. So I uh, went to Colorado and I'm just having a good conversation. My mom's super proud of me and, you know, uh, and, and always has been super supportive. She you know, knows she knows how much I make. If I work in the public sector. It's not hard to find. And she was like, oh, you must be, you know, frankly, whatever she said, but balling out of control, which would be my terms. That's not what came out of my mom's mouth. I was like, no, I got like $18,000 in credit card debt. <laughs> and I, I remember her eyes. My mom's probably never had $18,000 in credit card debt in her entire life. But she was like in shock by that. But even that wasn't that big of a deal to me because I knew my friends had $30,000 in debt. 20 is like everybody's doing it. You know, it's just, I really didn't realize how big of a number it was because I didn't see it objectively. I just said, well, everybody has debt. That's, that's the American way of life.
0: And your mother, did she offer to step in? Did she talk to you? Did she offer solutions? What was her reaction?
1: She definitely didn't offer to step in. Uh, my my parents, uh, they're they're not the salvation type. They're not the helicopter type. They're the we've done what we can for you and good luck with that type. So she's like, oh, you got eighteen thousand dollars in debt. So what you gonna do about that? I asked my parents for money once, and it was only because my roommate was late with rent. And uh, I still look upon that day with great lament and pain.
0: Did they give it to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I could talk to you about this forever, but I want to give our listeners your. You got four steps to becoming debt free, and obviously, there's more information in your book. Let's go through. So, debt free, and and they go by D E B T. So, the first one is define the problem.
1: Yes. So I tell people, and if they want this plan, they can get it at themarcusgarrett.com slash salary. I now give it away for free because I think it's that important. And the first step is, yes, to find the problem. For me, that's going to annualcreditreport.com and downloading there. You can get your credit report, not your credit score, related but different. And I remember when I had a conversation the second time to get a consolidation loan, when I was finally making the, the proactive and responsible steps to get out of debt, They were asking me basics, like, what's your credit score? How much debt do you have outlay? I'd had no idea how much debt I even had available to me, assigned to me, my monthly payments. I was just like most people. I was floating from paycheck to paycheck and making the minimal payment, thinking I was doing well or getting by. Uh, and so I said I would never put myself in that position again. So step one, I tell people to find the problem. And I found out recently from a recent news interview that I did, that's still true. I think it said at least one in three, but it, I think it was one in five people don't know their credit score or how much debt they have. You kind of just go into this wave of denial and start making the minimum payments.
0: Yes, definitely. So D could also be for denial because I've had moments where I just do not want to open certain envelopes that come in the mail. And and now that we do digital, it's like even worse because you'd have to proactively log on and see something you may not want to see. But you know what, guys, I have found it is usually not as bad as you think. And once you look at it, you know what it is. Only then can you get a plan. And that brings us to E, which is establish a plan.
1: For me, I use – it's still available. It's actually the one that I used. It was bankrate.com slash calculators with the S. If they have under 70 calculators, I'd be amazed. But it's every calculator that you can think of, mortgage, loan, home, any way that you can get yourself in debt, I guarantee you Bankrate has it covered. And I used their debt calculator. And I remember uh, I used this for frame of reference. I Yahoo. I'm not even sure Google was around. I used Yahoo.com to find makerate.com slash calculators. And I printed it out to PDF. <laughs> and that was the debt plan that I ultimately put together. And of course, things have been updated since then. There's all kinds of tools. But I just tell people the tool doesn't matter. The best system is a system that works. So establish your plan. Like, how are you going to pay down this debt? I think a lot of people, are just like, I want to be debt free. Like that was probably their New Year's resolution. Like I want to be debt free. Mm -hmm. And those goals sound good. But how much does that cost? How many months? How how much do you have to pay each month to truly be debt free in that time frame that you set for yourself? That's the hard part that you're talking about. That's where you're doing the work. So establish a plan, a true plan with a system to become debt free.
0: Yeah. And I totally agree. People will get caught up in the avalanche or the snowball or whatever, all these different things. The truth is whatever works for you. And I am also a big fan of bankrate.com. All right. Then we've got BS for build a budget. Ooh, I hate budgets, Marcus. (laughs)
1: Well, that's good because I I think the chapter is you actually don't need a budget. What I okay. say is you need a system. So the first budget is really to say once you've got that, you know how much debt you had, you define, you've established a plan. And now really what I'm saying is build a budget around that plan because sometimes a plan might say it's $500 a month. If you don't have an extra or cannot find $500 a month, then you've set yourself up to fail. So you've set your plan incorrectly. So it forces you to go back and revisit the plan. And that's why I say budget is actually step number three, because it supports what you define. And if you have an actual plan that you can follow, it's like a diet. If Your diet says cut 2000 calories, you're probably not going to do that because I think you need 2000 a day to survive. <laughs> so it's, it forces you to, is this reasonable? Can I survive on this plan?
0: Yeah. Being realistic is so important. And then the last one is trust the process.
1: Uh, So that's a shout out to my uh, millennials and uh, zennials out there. I'm actually a geriatric millennial, I found out. Uh, Those of you 37 and up are with me. But really all that means is the system works. Like um, I know for a fact this system cannot fail. And you said the avalanche and the snowball. I've used both of those as well. And in combination, I've used a number of different systems that adjusted to my lifestyle as necessary. But once you choose one and you trust the process, truly buy in. That's why the book is called Debt Free or Die Trying, not debt free until inconvenient, not debt free until I need a new TV. It is debt free or die trying. Like There's very little uh, outs other than being out of debt. So hashtag trust the process.
0: Great tips. You have a bunch of other stuff going on this winter, going into spring. Tell us what you're up to, Marcus.
1: Yeah, I've got a lot. I'm currently, and thank you to Apple Podcasts, I'm featured in Apple Podcasts for Black History Month in their hashtag secure the bag category. For the people who are interested in this plan, they can get it downloaded for free at dmarcusgarrett.com slash salary. And then I have a newsletter of now about 5,000 individuals. I've scaled from 200 to 5,000 in the last 12 months. And every week I send out something informative about getting out of personal finance. My season three episode focus is from employee to entrepreneur. I just want to see people be great and do well. And it's called The Marcus Garrett Show. But honestly, it's just opportunities for me to have cool conversations with people I would have loved to talk to anyway. And you'll be on an upcoming show actually in the spring, uh, in March, promoting your book. And then in April, I always do a book push, a big push for financial literacy.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And let's just give your socials and where else people can find out more about you.
1: I'm universally branded under the Marcus Garrett. I'm most active now at youtube.com slash the Marcus Garrett. And then I've always been super active on Instagram. Again, it's the Marcus Garrett as well. Uh, I have about 10,000 coming close to 11,000 followers there. So I just, once again, share memes. You, that's the lighter side of me. So the, the cat makes cameo appearances. The cat gets more views than any, any video I ever put up. She has a video right now. That's like, I would describe as viral. <laughs> uh, so I do reels and memes at, uh, on Instagram.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. A big thank you to so many of you that have already bought my new book, Launching Financial Grown-Ups, Live Your Richest Life by Helping Your Almost Adult Kids Become Everyday Money Smart. This book was not easy to write because I had to get honest with myself about what was working with my teen and young adult kids and what was not working. And I also had to be prepared to share it with all of you. So first of all, thank you for your support and your wonderful responses to it. There's definitely some things in there that you may not have been expecting to hear. By the way, I got a lot of help from my money expert friends and also financial therapists and parenting experts. I am really happy with how launching Financial Grownups came out, even though it really was hard to be Like I said, that honest and um, it was a lot of work, but I really love doing it and I'm really happy with how it came out. On that note, if you have not already, please pick up a copy of Launching Financial Grownups Today. After you do, please share it on social media. Please leave a review on Amazon. Those reviews are super important because the algorithm picks up on them and that can make the book a lot more visible to more people. So I truly appreciate it. And I really also appreciate all of your support. I think the thing I liked most about this interview was hearing about how Marcus's parents dealt with his financial ups and downs. When his mom heard that he was $18,000 in debt when he was in his mid-20s, she put it on him to find a solution rather than just helping him pay down his debt. That said, in a true clutch situation, when his roommate did not pay his rent, probably knowing how hard it was for Marcus to come to them for financial help, they were there for their son. It's a lot of what I talk about in my book, Launching Financial Grownups, because it is a fine line being there for kids, grandkids, or just young adults that are in your life, but not always with a check and a quick and easy solution. Sometimes it's good to just be there as a support and helping them work through the situation. And there are times when if you can financially help in a specific situation, that is okay too. Everyone, please check out The Marcus Garrett Show wherever you enjoy podcasts. And big thanks to Marcus for helping us all be financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com you can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown up the podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free but i need to have your support in return here's how you can do that first connect with me on social media at bobbyrebell1 on instagram and bobbyrebell on both twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my money tips for grownups club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. and You know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grownup friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, Help your friends on their journey to being financial grownups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time and thank you for
1: supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.